the homily for the fourth Sunday of Advent. My dear friends, in today's Gospel we hear of St. John the Baptist preaching the baptism of penance for the remission of sin. Although Advent is a season of penance, every year we see how it is unavoidable for us to begin rejoicing before Christmas comes. Our Lord is the dawn of day for mankind. When our Lord Jesus Christ comes, it is as if the sun was rising. And in the same way that before the sun rises you see the lights of dawn, and little by little things light up, as in preparation for the sun to come, in that same way it seems, Advent begins letting little by little the joy of Christmas creep in. And in that expectation before Christ comes, we actually have already the joy of his coming. And there is nothing wrong about that joy. However, we must remember, joy and penance are not necessarily separated. As a matter of fact, joy, you might have never thought of this, true joy is the fruit of penance. Penance is the sowing. Joy is the reaping. Penance is the exercise. Joy is the health you gain. Penance is the cooking. Joy is the feasting. And so, my dear friends, if we wish to receive this light, the light of Christ, as much as we can, if we wish to get as much goodness, sanctity, holiness, happiness as we can from our Lord, we ought to prepare ourselves as best as we can, as the Baptist bids us do in the Gospel. Make ready the roads of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he means to say, of course, to make ready the roads to our hearts, to make beautiful our souls. And the way to do this is penance. Now let me tell you a little bit of the joy that you receive when you do penance. We can understand it if we look at the manner in which the Gospel speaks of it. The Gospel speaks of the baptism of penance. Baptism, you know, means the washing. So penance is a washing, a rebirth, a coming back to life. Now, only one who has experienced true sorrow for sin can understand the value of a washing of sin. When a sinner has fallen and looks back and is filled with shame and then makes an effort to be sorry for his sins, he knows there is no greater pain, no greater frustration, no greater shame, no greater embarrassment than looking back into one's transgressions. But is this how you're supposed to live the rest of your life, if you have fallen into sin? Obviously not. Even the worst of sinners will be able to be happy again through our faith. But it might not suffice for him just to say, I'm sorry. He might even go to confession. He might even regain the state of grace. But perhaps even then, he does not recover his joy and his light-hearted mind. And the question is, why? What's lacking? Well, what's lacking is a further washing, a deeper rinsing. What's lacking is the baptism of penance, the washing of penance. Because this person might have gone to confession and his sins might be forgiven, but the scars left by them remain oftentimes. 
However, it is possible to erase these scars. It is possible to be restored to innocence if we go through the baptism of penance. If the sinner goes and decides to make justice upon himself by making acts of penance, by going now against his evil inclinations, perhaps by fasting, perhaps by being rougher on his body, perhaps by denying himself some pleasant food, perhaps eating it cold, the sinner will see very, very quickly that these actions that go against himself actually bring him back to life, that these actions restore in him the great hope of his salvation and give him lightheartedness, cheerfulness, and a desire to be better and better. We read of St. Francis that after he decided to do penance for his sins, he deprived himself of all commodities and went out into the world poor and to live a life of harshness and rigor to his body. He would sleep on the ground, he would sleep often in a cave, he had only a poor and rough cloth to best himself. And he himself says that the first time that he had to go out and beg for food, his hand was shaking. He was shaking from the shame. It was very hard for him, but then after asking several people, he found himself enjoying this humiliation. At the end of that first day of begging, he found himself with a bowl, filled with a combined mix of all kinds of medieval leftovers. Meats, soup, vegetables, who knows what, and who knows how old. He saw this thing, and he felt like throwing up. But he made an effort, he gulped it, and finished the whole thing. And they say that after those first days, they would see St. Francis running through the streets, jumping and dancing, singing to God. He was so happy. He wasn't mad, but they called him the madman of God. And what happened to him was that he was enjoying that freedom. He was enjoying that going back to life, that restoration of innocence. He was enjoying the baptism of penance. Now, before we finish today, let me tell you something very useful. There are five ways in which we can do penance. There are many, but there are mainly five ways in which we can do this cleansing of our sins, this getting rid of the scars that the sin left us. Left us. The saints then speak to us mainly of five, and I would like to share this with you. The first one is to condemn your sins to hate, to abhor your sins, to accuse yourself of them. Now, obviously, you take this and you refer it to confession, but it, you should understand this as the way in which you go to confession. Our Lord says in Isaiah, Tell me your sins first, that you may be justified. My friends, don't forget, when you go to confession, make an effort to abhor your sins. Many times you come to confession as if it was some sort of a holy drive through I bring my sins and then I get absolution. And because we come in this disposition, we don't get the fruit of it. So make an effort to realize the guilt of your sin. Make an effort to feel sorrow for them. Make an effort to be ashamed of them. To hate them. This is the first way of penance, to condemn your sins. Condemn your sins so that they don't condemn you. The second way of penance is to forgive others, to abstain from judging our peers. And this our Lord tells us in the Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 6, 
if you don't forgive men their transgressions against you, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you your sins. And so whenever you wish to clean your sins, to repair your soul from them, clean the sins of others, repair the sins of others by forgiving them, by not judging. There's a third way to clean our souls, and that is prayer. Now you remember in the Gospel of St. Luke, our Lord tells us of that widow who prayed and prayed and prayed so much to an unjust judge. And even though he was unjust, he heard her because she prayed so much and he gave her what she wanted. What will it be when you pray to your judge, who is not unjust, but just, and not only just, but merciful and compassionate? If you make special prayers to God to ask for the further purification of your soul, if you make special prayers to God to be rid of a sin, a vice, a defect, how could he not hear your words? He promised that he will. There's a fourth way of penance, and this is one that I don't often speak about, but it is important to speak about it, and especially in this holy season, and that is almsgiving. In Babylon, there was a king who was impious, incredulous, sacrilegious. He lived constantly in sin, and at one point, he realized he was going to hell and he wanted to convert, and he spoke to the prophet Daniel. And the prophet Daniel, because he knew that this priest, this king, excuse me, did not even have the true religion fully. By that time he believed in the true God, but he didn't have the true religion. And so the prophet Daniel said to him, O king, pay heed to my advice. Redeem your sins with justice and your iniquities with alms to the poor. Here the prophet tells us then that our sins can also be redeemed by giving alms to the poor. So in that way, my dear friends, cleanse your sins by giving alms to those who represent Christ suffering on this earth, the poor. There's a fifth way that I'd like to mention, and this is humility. If you want to clean your soul from the scars of sin, if you want to do penance to further wash your soul from them, humble your soul. Humble your soul so that God doesn't humble it. If you punish yourself, God will not punish you. If you lower yourself in your estimation, God will not see himself in the need of knocking you off that horse. Think of yourself as a sinner, and not only before yourself, but before all men. Treat yourself as someone who deserves the last place. And by doing this, you will also clean your soul more and more. My dear friends, not all of us might be able to do grievous penances, to suffer poverty like St. Francis, to scourge our backs with chains and whips like the saints did. But if you want to find that joy, if you want to be fully cleansed of your sins and defects, what prevents you from doing these five things? What prevents you from confessing your sins, from condemning them? What prevents you from forgiving others? What stops you from praying? Can you not give a little alms to the poor? And why not make yourself humble and lowly, at least in your heart? So make use of these five things so that you might find that joy that comes from penance. Make use of this baptism of penance, that is, 
of the washing, the cleansing that penance gives. Put this in practice, especially today and in the rest of Advent, so that you may receive Christmas with the laughter and lightheartedness of a child. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.